Welcome to the Daily Drive. This show is dedicated to keeping you educated, informed, and most importantly, driven to succeed. We want your feedback, so call us at 1-800-437-5121. Everyone on the Daily Drive Show team hopes you enjoy this show. Here's your host, Ken Noor. Welcome to The Daily Drive. I'm so incredibly glad that you are here today. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Today, we are having an interview with Arvin Jane. And Arvin is the co-founder and chief technology officer, former president of Shift Mobility. Shift Mobility is doing some incredible stuff with technology in the automotive space. And I can't even begin to describe it all because it's so amazing. They're using blockchain technology uh, to get telematics out of cars. There's all kinds of stuff they're doing. And I am so glad to be interviewing Arvind today. And uh, we're he's on the line and going to join us right now. Arvind, welcome to the show. How are you today? Wonderful. Great to be on your show. Thank you for inviting me. You're most welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we're excited to have you. Arvind, you are the co-founder and currently the CTO of Shift Mobility. Tell us a little bit about Shift Mobility. I mean, when, when you look at it, it's it's kind of a complicated and, and wide company. And you do a lot of d- different stuff, don't you? Uh, true, but um, this is not how we envisioned ourselves to be <laughs> when we started. Um, I was coming out of my healthcare venture and uh, there was a little bit of time trying to figure out uh, what would be the next uh, biggest thing uh, for me career-wise. And we had actually invested in a couple of garages uh, in the Bay Area and uh, we have owned it for almost uh, 14 years. Uh, And of course, you know, we we love cars um, and um, I somehow found the time to dwell on the issues related to the vehicles. For example, um, when I bought uh, Ford Expedition um, around the time when my second child uh, was underway, um, the transmission failed at 32,000 miles. Um, I called up Ford and found out that um, they didn't have any prior um, such experiences with anybody. So I was probably one of the first ones to have that sort of a problem. Um, I also own Jaguar and at about um, 60, 65 miles an hour on the fast lane, it suddenly died on me Um, and um, I was lucky to be alive. Uh, Somehow managed to get on the side um, and just after a few minutes, um, not knowing what to do, um, of course, um, you know, clicked and started again. So I don't know whether these problems were sort of meant uh, or geared towards me to to take a look at. Um, we looked a little deeper into this problem uh, in terms of uh, you know the uh, what it takes to uh, what does it look like you know uh, not from not only just from the customer point of view but also when you take a car in for services. This is where 
we found the huge challenge. Obviously, automotive uh, in the aftermarket space is um, not that uh, it's a lot. It's not uh, sexy. It's uh, very greasy. Um, it's a neglected uh, industry. Um, things were still um, done on green terminals, um, and um, so the idea was this: uh, What if you could uh, diagnose the problem quickly uh, using a smart device? What would the, what would that uh, universe look like if you were able to do it? And um, what if the system was to tell you where the problem was inside the vehicle and um, you could order the parts very quickly, uh, communicate the uh, issues directly to the manufacturer, just like I I ended up calling Ford uh, to explain the problem that I had with my vehicle. Um, and so that sort of just started our journey uh, into the development of the platform. Now, um, looking ahead uh, a little bit, uh, we saw how things were getting done in the automotive supply chain and uh, how for almost, I would say, more than four decades, the industry could not solve this one problem. Um, it, it, and that was, you know, what does the consumer need as an example? And uh, Obviously, uh, getting to the vehicle was was a long shot. So, the when we looked at the supply chain and especially on the distribution side, how the cars and the automotive products were getting into uh, the mainstream, um, all the way from manufacturers to distributors to the retailers, uh, and then you know um, making their ways into the consumer vehicles, etc. Um, we found a lot of inefficiencies in this whole whole um, uh, domain, and uh, we sort of peered ourselves a little bit into the future, looking at the automations um, around vehicles, um, the number of sensors that were being put in place, uh, looking at uh, the evolution of the um, uh, what do you call the internal combustion engines, the transformation of this entire sector to uh, electric vehicles, to uh, to autonomous. Um, so this was just a thought at that time that if the cars were, uh, cars were obviously getting smarter day by day, um, but if they were to come to a point where we could make the machines more smarter in the sense that they would communicate and express their needs. Um, how would that transform the automotive supply chain? So we had uh, one problem uh, which was related to the diagnostics of the issues inside the vehicle. On the other hand, we were dealing with uh, sort of the uh, capturing of this information um, and in the third area was, you know, uh, learning from the uh, data and uh, being able to uh, uh, do a in much intelligent job uh, to make sure that the um, the needs of the consumers and the vehicles were were being um, would be met adequately. So this sort of created the um, the vision for the for the platform, uh, Ken, and that's what we ended up. 
doing. We, uh, in our first phase, uh, we created the platform to bring this entire uh, ecosystem together. So we have over we have hundreds of parts manufacturers on our network. Uh, we have large uh, retailers like AutoZone, uh, Advanced Auto Parts, um, and a lot of regional players and local players, distributors on our network. We have a large number of independent repair shops on our network. So that was sort of the phase one. But the problem was still not addressed. I mean, we solved that problem of diagnosing the problem in the vehicle uh, very quickly and uh, being able to provide a very fast uh, way of not only just estimating, uh, you know, the, the costs uh, for for services, but also the, you know, um, how to fix it, um, you know, uh, in less time. So we, we solved that challenge. The biggest challenge that we had in front of us was how do you capture um, data from um, a moving vehicle? And um, so this sort of... Uh, led into another area of transformation uh, by the name of blockchain. And I recall um, in 2001, we had actually pioneered, we used to call it transaction chain at that time. So we pioneered a piece of technology that we sort of brought it out um, to satisfy the needs of the automotive industry. Um, and we ended up creating one of the world's first automotive blockchain that could actually capture the information in real time uh, from these systems in a very comprehensive way. So, and um, we use that to now, so now just imagine the vehicle is saying uh, that at 3,000 miles, you need um, an oil change. I'm just uh, giving an example. Um, and, um, Hey, you know, I need, um, you know, or, or you know, something goes wrong with the vehicle, and it says, "Hey, Ken, um, you know, your uh, sensor is bad, um, and I have a few options for you. Um, would you like to take it to a dealer, or there is a, you know, uh, a shop nearby that can uh, fix this issue?" So, we we looked at. We, we we built that into the blockchain system, um, and, and we also looked at artificial intelligence, uh, that sort of domain, um, and um, we're very influenced with uh, how Watson does it. Um, but it takes a long time for Watson to train, um, and, you know, and you see the proliferation of chatbots nowadays. Um, that's not the way we envisioned solving the problem. We looked at how the technology was getting developed to create these AI solutions. And we found that um, the systems uh, can be built to train themselves very, very quickly. And we um, sort of um, created uh, one of the first versions of the so-called artificial neurons. So as you can see, I'm, I'm deeply involved on the, on the text uh, side. Um, and uh, this sort of led into this um, this idea for shift mobility, uh, and that's what we ended up creating. And our customers are very excited, so uh, I also spend a lot of time uh, working with them uh, as we as they pilot our uh, solutions, uh, learning from them, and seeing 
you know, what more we could do, uh, you know, to enrich the lives and the quality of the people working in this industry. Help me uh, understand the benefit of what you provide to, in a, in a really simplistic sense, to, let's say, a shop owner. Because uh, each, each component provides a different benefit, I would imagine, to each type of uh, company involved in this ecosphere and also down to the individual consumer, right? So let's, I think the, the shop owner it's probably sits in the middle of all this. Is that pretty accurate? That is pretty accurate. So you 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 take our stakeholders. You know uh, they are shop owners. Um, they are absolutely wonderful, brilliant people because they can they they know how to fix the issues uh, related to the vehicles, right? So uh, that's our client base, uh, obviously. But on the other hand, don't forget that we also have customers uh, that are our client base. So the um, if you if you look at the how the industry works around the, uh, uh, the the shop owner, and you know we have been fortunate enough to to learn all of this. Being um, we have owned uh, shops of our, of our own, we did all sorts of general repairs. We also did engine repairs and transmission repairs. So I'm very familiar with uh, with with all of this and how it works. Um, so, but if you look at the challenges in terms of, of you know the systems and the tools out there, um, they don't have they have they, they don't have good tools, uh, Ken. Um, uh, so, for um, you know, if you if you take your car in, it takes them roughly about sometimes. Um, oil change is very simple, right? You you walk in, you 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 say you need an oil change. That's the simplest of the things to take care of. But if you have an issue uh, with with your car, that takes a long time. Behind the scenes, it takes them hours to figure out what the, what is wrong with your vehicle. And they use different sets of um, information and databases uh, to to figure out, right? Sometimes I still think that uh, some shops still crack open a book, like on paper. Very true. We used to have catalogs of um, of these um, from these manufacturers, and um, if we didn't find the information, we would look at multiple places to go and dig that information out. Uh, sometimes um, our, our people would estimate, you know, uh, because, you know, they would guess that they could solve the problem in two hours, but sometimes it took them more, four or six. Some problems were even harder to solve. Uh, I've seen cases where, uh, you know, brand new Toyotas, as an example, SUVs uh, would break down at 60,000 miles, and you wonder why. Uh, their uh, catalytic converters would fail, oxygen sensors would fail, and these are brand new vehicles. I mean, come on. So you have these sort of challenges on on one hand, and you know, so the industry. Uh, don't get me wrong. This is one of the most. Uh, um, um, uh, this is an industry filled with the brightest, the most beautiful people. Very, very people. It's a very people-friendly industry, and they love solving challenges, but they don't have the right tools. So. Our goal initially was um, we knew that we were headed uh, sort of into the AI space where we would, in the future, automate all of these things for them. Our goal is still to satisfy the needs of the owner, right, because we want to make them more efficient. We want to free up time around them so that they can spend more time with the customer. It's like going to a doctor and imagine that, you know, they are not listening to you or while they are listening, they are also entering information in their epic system, you know. <laughs> so so we, we, we don't like, we consumers don't like that sort of experience, right? So 
So our whole objective was to give them the tools and that and that make their uh, jobs more easy. So what we ended up doing was uh, we looked at the if you if you walk into the shop, you can basically see there are four areas in the shop. One is the customer facing, and that's that's where you start off. Um, the second is where they diagnose the issues. The third is where they start start ordering parts, and the the fourth area is where they actually generate the invoices and do all of the bookkeeping, etc. You know, so we ended up creating this unified platform where you go in as a consumer, you say, okay, this is what I need, and it takes them about thirty seconds to provide you. Um, a well-written estimate, and then they start working on your car. And just imagine that after they fix the car, you go and pick up your car. Do you know on our platform that is all a shop owner needs to do? The rest of the things are all automated, including calculations of your P&L at the back end, flushing it all, all of these transactions into QuickBooks, etc. So we have in in, the, in our early uh, cycle, uh, early years, we sort of solve this problem for the shop owner because if you cannot solve the problem for the shop owner you cannot solve the problem for the consumer and the rest of the industry so it's the it's the it's the last mile so we we solve that very effectively then we moved on to uh connecting with the vehicles and you will find that in that journey uh we this was the area which led to a lot of innovations um we came out with um uh, um, an automotive blockchain uh, to capture that information. We are the only one in the world, by the way, with that sort of technology, and we are rolling out something called Vehicle Passport for the consumers. You download the app, the app and you, let's say you visit a shop, you download the app, your transactions are in, Ken. You don't need to search for your transactions. Um, it, it brings the information to you. You don't need to go anywhere. And, you know, so next time you go anywhere again to do a service, it's all there in one place for you. And then imagine all the history related to the vehicles in one place, nicely cataloged. And now you, you want to sell your vehicle to uh, a new owner. They would just open up their smartphone. You do a swap and the vehicle transfers ownership to the, to the new owner. And all of the history also rolls over to the new, new owner. So we have, we have built all of these technologies, and we are superbly excited now because the um, the whole industry is is rolling this out. Uh, you know, a vehicle passport on our platform, uh, including the uh, 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 the dealers where you go and buy new cars. So we we started off our journey on the aftermarket, but now uh, the car dealers saw an opportunity with the. Uh, with, with the digital engagement with the customers and they, this is a perfect vehicle for them. I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Arvin. We did not have enough time to finish it all, so we're going to pick it up where we left off tomorrow. I hope you tune in then and get your drive from the Daily Drive. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening and thanks to our sponsor, That Company.
Why is that company the white label digital marketing provider for some of the biggest agencies in the industry? Because we get results, we retain clients, and we deliver profitability. Visit www.thatcompany.com to find out how we can make your agency more profitable. If you want to give us feedback, call us now at 1-800-437-5121 or drop by dailydriveshow.com. Make sure you add us to your Alexa daily briefing skill. Don't forget that you can listen to us live every day on WQBQ at 7.30 a.m. The show wouldn't be possible without the Daily Drive Show team, executive producer Jake Perrick, web guru Taj Royer, and the audio man with the plan shoddy. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow.